930 WFMD. And now it's time for Frederick County Sports Weekend, a talk around the Frederick sports scene with your host, Steve Nibbs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD, where we get a chance to talk with athletes and coaches around the Frederick area. Today, we're continuing our preview of the high school football season and talking to the head coaches across the county. I'd like to welcome our guest today and the head coach at Brunswick High School, uh, Coach Jerry Smith. And Jerry, always a pleasure to have you. Welcome. And uh, always uh, like to talk football with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Looking back, Jerry, this is, I guess, your fifth year now back at Brunswick as a head coach? Yes, Okay. Um, had a, a seven and five season made the state. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. This is my sixth, sixth, sixth year. year. See how time flies. Yeah. There you go. I know. <laughs> so you're yeah, sixth year, sixth year, yep. sixth year uh, back at Brunswick as the head coach. Last year made it to the quarterfinals, state quarterfinals. Uh, ended yep. up seven and five. What did you take away from last season that you're going to look to for this year? Um, geez, that's a good question. <laughs> um, but I think the one thing that we, we can say walking away from last year is that, um, we, we have a group of kids that are coming up through the program that, um, can do a lot of different things and just are super competitive. Um, and that has, kind of shown in a lot of different aspects um, of our athletics at Brunswick this past year. And um, I think what, what's nice going into this year is knowing that those kids, uh, they don't like losing. Uh, they're not a, they're not accustomed to losing a lot. And um, they just have a resilience of, uh, about them that I think is going to allow us to be pretty successful uh, in the next this year. And then in the next coming years. Well, how does this year's squad look, Jerry, as far as returners on both sides of the ball? Maybe some an expa- expectation or two that you have. Yeah. Um, so on offense, let's see here. We return our quarterback. Um, we return one of our running backs uh, who had significant time. We return my tight end, receiver, and then I want to four of five linemen. So we have a good number of kids coming back on offense. Um, and then we were able to, you know, develop some kids in the off season, recruit our hallways and got a, got one of my track kids that is going to play. So, so offensively we look um, pretty strong, you know, um, replacing one of the linemen um, is hard because it's the center right. and he did a lot of things for us. Um, and, and so that will be a little difficult early on, but I think, uh, we have the pieces that kind of match. On defense, uh, we return uh, just about, I want to say six, seven um, starters. The the good thing that I've kind of learned from COVID, uh, from that spring season, is that if you want to develop kids, they got to play. And so, you know, I think we've done a nice job in the past, you know, year and a half, uh, you know, that spring and then the, the past fall. Um, of just finding ways to get guys on the field and finding ways to highlight their skills, um, so to speak. So, um, so I think we we're going into the season with um, I, I don't want to say high expectations because right. 
we're still we're still very very young. We we only have four um, seniors that will play significant time, and then there'll be a handful of seniors here or there that um, that see some time. But you know, we we will return after next year. We'll return even more starters. <laughs> um, yeah. So like. Yeah, the future for me, I feel, is, is pretty bright in the next, um, you know, two to three years. Okay. Now, Jerry, uh, being at a small school, I'm kind of interested um, in, in this. Um, what kind of numbers are you looking at uh, for your squad? Because that's always a big deal, I think, now uh, with high school football. Yeah. Well, and, and you got to also understand when I took over – uh, Brunswick had been on a 25-game losing streak, and mm-hmm. when I got the roster, there was um, a total of like 25 names on it, and that was like you know ninth through 11th graders. And I, said, how, you know, how do we have 25 kids? Kind of, that's not a lot. And so that first season, I tell people like I played a varsity schedule with 23 kids, and I played a JV schedule with 20 kids, and then. Since then, our numbers have grown. So this year, we've actually increased uh, almost 20 total kids, um, new kids coming out and playing. We're over. Uh, we're just at 70, is what I looked at this morning, um, which I hadn't been over 50, you know, since uh, last year. We were at 50 at one point, uh, a little bit over 50, and then we had some injuries. And but this year, like we're at 70 total as of this morning. You know, you um, football, that's something that amazes me about football coaches because, like, to really be successful in your program to grow and get better, that that is such a big element that you got to, you know, you really got to get out in that community and and get things going. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, awesome ordeal to go through. Yeah, well, and and one of the things that has um, helped with that, I think, is our involvement with the, the youth football program, mm-hmm. uh, the B- Brunswick Junior uh, Railroaders, um, myself, my defensive coordinator, my offensive coordinator, um, we're all coaches at the youth level. Um, so, like, I'll be going – I left practice last year at 6, literally got a drink of water and walked, you know, half the field down to where my pony team was practicing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. like – we we are very much ingrained into um, the the youth football program, and we just had our um, our, our youth camp this past week. And I think the lowest day we have is eighty five kids. Now, you know, I know I know the big schools will have in the hundred and eighty kids or whatever, but for us, you got to understand, like one. We're baseball town, so our right. our eleven, twelve, ten through twelves are in the states, and uh, we have kids that are off in Ohio at you know the Brunswick Orioles, fourteen U championship. Like so, for us to have over a hundred repeatedly um, shows a good sign for the future of our of, of our football program. Jerry, I'd say those numbers would rival the big schools, if in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, we. It, I, I do really truly believe that we're doing a nice job of uh, of making those connections and those relationships, and not just with the kids, but with the with the the families and uh, and building those relationships now with them being so young. Um, you know, 
I have kids every day asking if they can be a ball boy because they want to come up and be with us. And so it's been pretty cool. It's a, it's really neat to see, um, you know, and sometimes you can't see your efforts, but when you're at a small school like that, you they're a little bit more visible for you. Indeed. And I'm sure it's very rewarding for you being a Brunswick native, too. I mean, that's got to be pretty special. Yeah, uh, it definitely is. It's, it, well, I wouldn't say I'm a native. You know, I'm a transplant. I moved, I moved here in eighth grade. Uh, but, yeah, going through high school at Brunswick and then, you know, my own son, um, you know, that's all he wants is to come and play, um, you know, football for Brunswick and play for me and, so, you know, he's playing now wearing the same colors. And so it's kind of neat. It is it's very rewarding. Um, yeah. Sounds can't, exactly can't like where you're that. supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, yep, absolutely. Jerry, look, kind of going with that, you've come back to your alma mater. Um, what does it mean to you to be able to do that? Was that always part of in your plan as, as a coaching career developed? And what does it mean to you uh, to coach at your alma mater? Um, I wouldn't say that was in, it was in my plan because, you know, for a long period of time, you know, I was always kind of looking, being a young guy, young coach, I, and ambitious, I've, I was always looking at the bigger schools and wanting to compete at the bigger um, level. And let's be honest, like, we're a small school. We get overshadowed a lot. And the, but – the older I get, the more I appreciate that, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. And um, I, I really don't mind flying under the radar. I It, it gives us something that we can kind of hold on to as a community and in a program. Um, and so, like, I think just as I've grown up and, you know, when I was with you right. at, at TJ, you know, I felt like we had, a, we had a good thing going and the program was – viable and doing well um yes. after you know the legendary coach Wright had yes. retired i felt like we did a nice job of kind of maintaining and slowly building because of the um you know redistricting right. really killed us I, not Indeed. a lot of people don't realize that, right. that, that, that <laughs> redistricting, you know that hit right then and there and i walked into a job with no youth program and redistricting um yep. <laughs> and i felt like we, we did well but there is something, you know, as we're saying about coming home, and I guess it's just growing up a little bit uh, for me. And I was able to realize that, you know, uh, coaching football isn't always about like being at the biggest school or having the most Division One talent and and this and that. It, you know, the relationships that you build and the connections that you make, uh, and, the, and you know, the different ways you help kids. Um, I think that's what matters, and so I would just say I've kind of grown up, and, and, um, and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to coach back at my alma mater. And, and it, it is funny because kids uh, always ask me, "Oh, you, would you ever go somewhere else?" And I, and I'm very confident and honest to say, like if I if I stop coaching at Brunswick, I won't coach anywhere. Yeah. Um, like like that's where I'll I'll end my career coaching and teaching is at my alma mater so very special indeed jerry you've been able to coach at different schools at different levels over the years uh you've been it's Mm -hmm. you've been your 23rd year i guess it is now um so what have you learned during that journey where's a couple things that you've realized during your tenure so far 
you know, we we early we talk about and as coaches, you know, you, you get fascinated with the X's and O's and learning about different plays and schemes. And then and then at some point you learn about Jimmy's and Joe's uh <laughs> yeah. being more important than X's and O's. And I think that's very true. But I, I think the part that people forget is the the role and um and not to look at the present, you know, and mm-hmm. to kind of be imaginative and be a visionary enough to look towards the next couple of years, whether it's an individual player or a group of players, being able to look at them, right? And it's kind of like a puzzle. You know, you get these gaggling kids coming in as freshmen. Some of them could walk. Some of them can talk. Some of them can chew gum. But <laughs> none of them could do it all at once, you know? Right. <laughs> um <laughs> So, but to be a visionary and kind of see, like, all right, I could de- we can develop this kid to do this, this kid can do this, this kid do that, and then to put it all together uh, into a competitive uh, program, like that's something that I've definitely learned uh, over the years, and to, to not necessarily look, you know, what you currently have, but what you can currently develop uh, into, you know, um, and so I, I think that's something a skill that. Um, or a trait that I've definitely it's taken some time to learn, but I, but I think as coaches, anybody interested in coaching, if they learn that, yeah, you know, they will you know be successful. Jerry, I wanted to ask you a little bit because you know putting this all together, I know it takes you know it's a lot of work just getting the kids and the numbers up, but talk mm-hmm. about your coaching staff a little bit. I know that's just such a pivotal part of putting a good high school program together and I'm an ex-assistant coach for Tom Dickman and we never get the love that we deserve <laughs> but talk about your coaching staff a little bit yeah. um, so it, it's really nice I have um, my DC uh, he lives in Brunswick his wife is a, a native of Brunswick but we've been fortunate enough to have been coaching together uh, all the way back to 2007 at Frederick. So we've been together for a long time, so we know each other well, uh, very well. Uh, but it's nice that he's a community guy, you know, He, you know, so that's important. Uh, you know, I have a coach that played a couple years ahead of me. Uh, I have a coach that's been at Brunswick, and uh, Scott Tillis, who's the wrestling coach and um, head wrestling coach, and he's my JV football coach, and um you know gosh my my line coach you know lives in the community his kids go to Brunswick High and um my linebacker you know coach went there and so like we what I've really focused to do is to find guys that are more um more dedicated and more loyal to the community and the school mm-hmm. than necessarily myself cuz i find if that's the case they will hold me in check if need be, um, and, and and we have a great banner. It's like some coaches you see, you know, have this like they kind of lead their team like an iron fist, and you know nobody kind of I don't I shouldn't I don't want to say question them, but you know nobody's going to go against them. Uh, my guys are quickly to say, hey, this isn't the right thing for us, <laughs> right? And yeah. and I appreciate it because. One, like I know they're thinking about what's best for Brunswick and for Brunswick football, and not necessarily what's best for them or 
a kid or myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's always about the program and about the team. And uh, so my guys have done a really nice job. And it is harder. I will be honest. I, you know, I know it's hard right now to find coaches in general. But I think it's even harder to find coaches in a small school yeah. that's out there. You know, uh, you know, we're 15, 20 minutes away from Frederick. So it's it's hard for us to – for me to find coaches that want to drive out there. So a lot of my guys are community guys. Um, and I think that's, that's important um, because the kids see it. They feed off it. They know when we talk about family, mm-hmm. they know we, we, what we mean. They know that, you know, Brunswick is important to us. Jerry, um, another thing I'm, I'm interested in asking you about, because I, I kind of see this as a something that smaller schools that prevails is that, um, like multi-sport athletes, like your makeup of your team, how how is that? I, mean, I would assume that you have a lot of multi-sport athletes playing at Brunswick. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, typically, you know, there was a couple years I will say that we didn't have that many. It was just a handful here or there. And so we, you know, I ran a uh, year-round weight room program. This past um, off-season, this this past spring, uh, I didn't have that opportunity because we had almost 20 kids play lacrosse. And then I had five or six play baseball. Uh, and then I had a couple run track for me, um, but literally maybe three, four that ran track for me. And the rest of them, a ton, I mean, a ton played um lacrosse and 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 that's great and for me you know i was i'm completely fine to it and i tell kids especially in the spring go play right like go get out and go do something because one the more uh exposure to other coaching styles they get uh the better of athletes they're going to be because then they have to adjust and adapt for themselves to be successful uh but two you know, they're kids, and a school like us needs two to three sport athletes, right? We need guys doing multiple things to be successful as a school. And um, so, yeah, we, we definitely cherish and, uh, you know, multi-sport, um, multi-sport athletes. And the good thing is, is most of the coaches do too. Yeah. So it's not just myself who, who preaches it. A lot of the coaches are on the same bo- um, on the same wavelength that is about guys playing multiple sports, guys needing to get in the weight room and be successful there to be successful everywhere else. So, Jerry, we're unfortunately running short on time, as always the case. Uh, I, I we both enjoy uh, getting a chance to talk to the coaches, I, I, and I have a personal uh, connection with you, of course, and always enjoy talking to you. I want to. Wish you continued success at Brunswick. You've got things going in the right direction. The Railroaders certainly are someone to contend with. And the best this season and for the future, Jerry. Thank you. I appreciate it, Steve. Good talking to you. Indeed. You've been listening to Ferry County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm Steve Nibbs for Tim Abercrombie. We'll see you next week. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Bill O'Reilly with real news and no spin. Still looking out for you. Weekday afternoons at 3.07 on 930 WFMD.